0: How can we take a Cobra Kai approach to our ministry? I don't necessarily mean how can we strike first and strike hard and show no mercy, but how can we take some of the principles that we see in that show and apply them to our ministry with teenagers? On this episode of Student Ministry Connection, we'll discuss what we can learn from Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, but also provide five things that student ministry must do to keep moving forward. Welcome to Student Ministry Connection, a podcast for those who serve in student ministry, want to connect, and desire to grow. My name is Steve Cullum, and I've served in student ministry since 1999, first as a volunteer, then part-time, and eventually full-time for the last 18 years. And over those years, I've seen a lot of changes in how we minister to teenagers. We've used a lot of different tactics and approaches. Some were very specific to certain times and certain places while other strategies have been more timeless. Our guest for this episode is Travis Deans, who first joined us on episode 87, where he told us all about the nine-month mission trip concept to empower students to share their faith in their schools. If you missed that episode, I highly recommend going back and check it out, not only to learn more about the nine-month mission trip, but also to learn more about Travis's story. On this episode, though, we're going to have a discussion around a recent blog post that Travis wrote all about Cobra Kai Youth Ministry. Some of you who are older probably remember Karate Kid, and maybe some of you are huge fans of it like Travis and me. I remember punching and kicking all around my parents' living room after seeing the original movie. That series of movies made so many kids in the 80s want to take martial arts. But what in the world does IT and its recent sequel series, Cobra Kai, have to do with youth ministry? We'll share that right after I tell you about the sponsor for this episode. G-Shades is a youth ministry curriculum and teaching strategy focused on helping students see every life situation through the lens of the gospel. G-Shades has options to fit everyone with three plans to choose from. This curriculum gives you the resources that you need to do what you do better. Do you just need message outlines, a discussion guide, and a game? That's just over $200. Looking for a higher production value, including bumper videos, Instagram devotionals, and parent guides? That's just over $300. Or do you want an affordable, engaging video curriculum? G-Shades has you covered for just over $400. You will not find a youth ministry video curriculum at that price point anywhere else. There are lots of great curriculum options out there, but G Shades is set apart because of their focus on the gospel. Every lesson focuses so much on Jesus and how to see the world and life situations through that lens of the gospel. You can also learn more about the creator, Mike Haynes, on episodes 32, 55, and 93 of this podcast. So head over to gshades.org. That's g s h a d e s .org to download season five of G Shades Youth Ministry Curriculum, and be sure to use the promo code Connection. at check out to save $20 off your order. G Shades, seeing life through the lens of the gospel. Thank you so much, G Shades, for sponsoring this episode. You can find the link to G Shades in the podcast show notes. Thanks so much for being back on the podcast, Travis. Absolutely. It's good to be here. Some things have changed since the last time we have chatted, at least on the podcast, because at that time, we were doing different things, of course, doing student ministry, but now we're co-workers. That's right. How That's crazy awesome. is that?
1: That's very cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. So both serving with National Network of Youth Ministries. But if you want to learn more about Travis, like his, his in-depth story, feel free to uh, jump on the last podcast that he was on. But Travis, could you give us just a uh, brief overview of who you are, what you do? and that sort of thing before we jump into today's conversation.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm near uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I've been in youth ministry 20, I think this is my 28th year. I've worked with the parachurch ministry, helping students start campus ministries in our high schools. I was also a volunteer with National Network for 20 years before coming on board, helping, helping launch youth leader networks around the Pittsburgh region. And I was a youth pastor for 10 years at a Christian Missionary Alliance church. In the middle of all that, so yeah, I love youth ministry and I love helping youth workers, and and uh, they are some of the greatest people on the planet.
0: So, and in addition to youth ministry, you also enjoy Cobra Kai. I do indeed. Yes. <laughs> were, were you a big Karate Kid fan when you were younger?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, anyone that grew up back then, you know, those movies were were awesome. And you know, when we heard it was coming back on, well, the first season was on YouTube, and it was like. Whoa, um, gotta check that out, and it's a great series. You gotta, yep, you gotta be careful is. not to show the unedited version to your kids, um, sure. We use yeah. vid Angel to watch it, and it cuts out all the you know, language and a lot of other junk, so yeah, that helps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: it does. It does. There's a lot of times I, w- I was watching it with my wife, and we're like, I don't know if this is accurate for a real, you know, American high school in the 2020s, but. Maybe it is. Maybe some of this stuff happens, but I hope it doesn't. <laughs> it's, it, it's pretty violent at times yeah. and all these other things too. Yeah. Yeah. They're showing different stuff than they did in, in Karate Kid for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah they've, they've
1: ramped it up. That's for certain. Yeah. Yeah. I, as you watch that show and um, you see Johnny Lawrence and, and of course, Daniel LaRusso, you know, training these students to do karate. And I kept thinking to myself, there have to be lessons for youth ministry here. These kids. Not in the faith, mm-hmm. but in karate, right? And so, you know, I'm watching this. I'm just like, there, there's some, there's got to be, there's lessons here somewhere. And I'm just trying to, you know, wrap my brain around what are they doing that that really attracts kids, brings them in, makes them want to be part of this thing, you know, to the point where they're willing to go get beat up for it. You know? yep. So it's, it's an inch. I think it's an interesting study for those of us that work with students. It's a fascinating look into, discipling students you know working with students in good ways and bad ways
0: right yeah i wouldn't say don't follow all of johnny lawrence's tactics at all no for sure
1: but you know johnny i I love the character arc in the story where you you see where johnny begins and where he gets to by the end of season five it's just it's such a great journey to see him go on and i'm I'm around that age and so i'm like i identify with that journey in, in some ways you know
0: the for those of us that grew up in the 80s, the modern world doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, It's uh, sometimes. And and so you and I were talking offline and just about how I feel like there, there are a lot of ways. I mean, we've done this in years and years in youth ministry. We'll use clips from movies or clips from shows and different things like that to use in our sermons or our lessons to draw people in. But there's a lot of times lessons there that are there for us as well, in addition to the students. And how we approach our ministry, how we approach our lives and stuff. So, so you finally got, kind of were able to wrap your head around this, and you wrote a blog post about Cobra Kai Youth Ministry. So, <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. So, we all know that the the motto
1: of Cobra Kai is uh, "strike first, strike hard, no mercy." Right? That's um, exactly how youth ministry should be. That's <laughs> right. That's right. A kid comes into <laughs> your youth group. I mean, you punch them as hard as you can before they punch you, and it's
0: <laughs> no mercy.
1: Um, it's interesting because, you know, the, the series starts out and that, I mean, that's how it begins with, with Johnny relaunching Cobra Kai. And that's, that's the essence of it. But, you know, but the change that takes place in him and in how he approaches karate is, is really cool. So, but the, the things that have struck me is there's one phrase he uses and there's a lot of, there's a lot of ones that we will not quote here on this podcast, but (laughs) There's one thing he says that that really got me thinking about youth ministry, and that is he is always telling his kids, keep moving forward, right? Never settle for where you are. Even if you've won the All Valley Championship, that's not the end. You can still get better. You can still be better. You there's a best a best in you that has not come out yet. And so, you know, I think about our youth ministries, and I you know, I I Having been a youth pastor, I, I identify with with youth pastors you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, I've gotten in trouble at board meetings. I've, I've gotten confronted by elders for t- doing dumb things. I thought I was going to get fired once, but I didn't. I've had to write board reports. And it, you, know, you feel that pressure of expectation. So I understand a lot of youth pastors feel like, man, I'm just, I am just trying to survive here. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. But I, I want to challenge all of us in the youth ministry world that, it's never good to be satisfied with where we are. I got thirty kids. I got fifty kids. I've got a hundred kids. Everything is moving fast and good and, and great. And but no matter how many students we have in our ministries, we know there are thousands more out there that nobody is reaching. And beyond that, the even the kids that we have, the the you know we we all know that the the chances of them keeping their faith, continuing to walk in their faith. Are not good once they graduate, and and it's so. I think it's it's always worth asking, what does it mean for me to keep moving forward in this ministry? What what are the things that are going to help my students grow deeper? And one of the things I love about you know in the in the in Cobra Kai, you know they bring these kids in. It's very action oriented, right? There's there's not a lot of theory and a lot of talk, and there's not a lot of sitting down and listening. There's a lot of doing, right? And, uh, you know, when we think about teaching God's word, unfortunately, and I, I'm guilty, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. There's a lot of, let me tell you a bunch of stuff and you sit there and listen, right? There's not near enough, hey, let's do stuff. Let's let's do some things. There's not near enough action. And for me, that's been a, a bit convicting. If I were to go back and be a youth pastor at a church again, I mean, I'm, I've been thinking, what would I do differently? How would I take the truths of scripture and put action with them? in a way that, that feels like I'm doing something like those kids, you know, they could measure their, they could see themselves growing in their skills and abilities and what they could do. And, you know, do our, do our, do our kids in our churches, do they have that sense that, man, I am growing. I, 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 I'm gaining the ability to accomplish things for the kingdom of God. And I I don't know that that's always the case. I, I think that you know, uh, too often we're, we're spoon feeding information, and th- and there's just not enough. Let's get out and do this. And, and I'm sure there are youth ministries that are they're they're doing that. They're they're doing that for sure. But I think it's just that's one of those lessons for me. That what is it? You know, if, if you know, it, as when we read the Gospels, I mean, Jesus did quite a bit of teaching, right? He, he definitely did that. But I mean, he took his disciples on the road. And there was a lot of action, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of, I mean, the healings and deliverances and there was uh, there were the, just all of the interactions with people. There was, you know, Jesus was not a, uh, hey, let's sit around and talk kind of guy. He mm-hmm. was a, let's go do stuff and I'll talk about it as we do. It's true. But those are some of the thoughts that have been rolling around in my head. That makes sense.
0: This. Yeah. And I thought for a long time too, that I think you know, it's like you said, it's it's not bad to, to sit around and have discussions about the Bible and dig into the Bible together yes, and absolutely. and all these different things that happen in a youth group. But but what's the purpose behind it? Where where are you going with it? Mm-hmm. And I've often felt like maybe it's a better approach if we approach our, our youth groups as a training ground rather than, you know, just a, a holy huddle sort of Mm -hmm. approach. And I kind of feels like the same sort of thing. Like, you know, the, the guys in, in Cobra Kai are, are training their students to go and compete. Yeah, It's all for the purpose of going and doing, like you said, action oriented. And so, so yeah, it seems like it could be a really good approach for our youth groups as well.
1: This, this is what I love about, I know you, you and I are both friends with folks over at Dare to Share and this is one of the things I love about their ministry is that, you know, they, they put, they have an engine that drives their ministry, right? Evangelism for them is the engine that drives discipleship, right? So we, we, a lot of times we're, we're discipling kids, but there's nothing, we're not training them for anything, right? But when you train them for evangelism, when you train them, Hey, you've heard the gospel, we're going to go out and tell people, we're going to go out and share the gospel with people. All of a sudden, that Greg Steer says, you know, that creates a need for understanding and knowing the scriptures like never before, right? This this guy, they asked me a question. I, how do I answer that question? Or they had this objection or this this thing they said that I, I don't know. What do I do, right? And so, kids, yeah, and, and this goes for all you know, all of us. We all value information a lot more when we when when we desperately need it, as I heard Duffy Robbins say. Yeah, you, know, you don't really care about uh instructions for assembling or using a, a rifle unless you're in combat, right? If you're in combat, yeah. you want to know everything there is to know about that rifle. And uh, and I think our faith is the same way. We you know, when we put when we put our faith out there, when we're taking it out there in the streets, in our schools, in our workplaces, then we're going to want to know everything there is to know about making our faith authentic and real and true and, and growing. And you need an engine to drive this car. Uh, and, and it, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things I appreciate about there to share and other ministries too, that, you know, that they give youth ministry an, an engine that uh, that I think is powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So So you talked about in your blog post, five different ways that we can be a Cobra Kai ministry. So I'd love to just kind of hit those five different yeah. topics and- kind of discuss them a little bit. So you said the number one way is to go deeper, all about disciple making. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, okay. So, right. So Cobra Kai had, you know, they had the three, the strike strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. So we got five things here. Um, and uh, this these are these kind of flow out of the, the National Network of Youth Ministries over the last several years. We've just been kind of identifying things that we think really would help youth ministries. And the first is grow deeper. And what we mean by that is, hey, if, if you're a youth leader, Make sure before you are discipling students, make sure that you are being discipled well. And, and again, I've been guilty of this. I've been guilty of just you know, oh, I've got this. I'm good to go. I'm on. You know, I, I can fly on my own here. But we all need, you know, we all need our Timothys, but we all need a Paul, right? We all hmm. need to be being discipled so that we can disciple others well. So growing deeper, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna take kids anywhere that you have not gone, right? We, we all know that, That's, but it's, it's, it's an important concept that bears reminding, right?
0: I, if I want to help kids yeah. go deeper, I need to continually be going deeper. You need your Miguel and you need your Mr. Miyagi. That's right. That's right. That's it. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> okay.
1: But not, not John So
0: probably, probably not John Kreese. Yes. Pick I, your, your disciple as well. That's right. See where they have gone and make sure that that's where you want to go as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's so often. I think it's it's an aspect, unfortunately, that that we I don't think we do it on purpose, but we do that so many times where we we neglect discipleship. Yeah. Discipleship for ourselves, like you said, but also making sure that we're actually helping students get closer and closer to Jesus. But also. Like the other youth leaders that we're working with, are they growing in their discipleship as well? So that's number one. Number two, you said is yeah, get stronger. And what we mean by that one is, you know, there's a there's a there's a strength
1: that, that we all need in and of ourselves. But when we say get stronger, we're, we're we're thinking, yeah, we want we we hope that you'll be strong in your faith as an individual. How there's a strength that we gain from being connected to others that is, that is unparalleled, you know, it's, it's like that thing of if you take a, a workhorse and you, and you attach a, you know, some weight, you know, a workhorse can pull 8,000 pounds, right? But if you put two workhorses together, you, you think, okay, they can pull 16,000, right? Actually, they can pull a lot more. They can pull around 20. If they're trained well, they can pull around 30. So, you know, there's a, as we connect with others, there's a strength that you gain that is that is unparalleled to anything that you could be on your own and so you know we we hope that you have a team within your church but you also need a team outside of your church because there are times when you're going to need outside perspective hey this is going on what do i do or we this thing happened to us you know would you celebrate with me right nobody can nobody can understand the challenges you face or celebrate the victories you have like a fellow youth worker. And so there's a, you know, to be stronger in ministry requires being well connected with others, right? It's it's the whole thing that, you know, lions lions don't kill animals in a herd. They they kill the ones that have been separated from the herd, right? I don't know if that's true. That's like, that's one of those things. That's <laughs> one of those same things you always say though. And it sounds good. and It's it sounds true. <laughs> no, but sure. being, being isolated makes you vulnerable, right? And so mm-hmm. the more connected you are, the better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we sure. see that played out in in the show as well. I mean, yeah. like when, when, the, when the kids are separated, that's when they get taken out. All of a sudden they band together. They're able to stand up, but also you see the different dojos banding together. That's right. You know, even in the midst of the differences that they have with each other, all of a sudden they come together and they're so much stronger. So I think there's definitely a, a parallel there with us as well. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So number three. Yeah, that one we, we this
1: is called Connect Wider. And what we mean by that is as you connect with other youth leaders in your community, as you get to know other people from other churches, you start to discover something. You discover number one, wow, God is doing a lot more in my city or in my community than I realized. And number two, you realize, whoa, the needs out there. Are a lot bigger than I ever imagined. And number three, you discover resources that you didn't know were out there—ministries, organizations, you know, social service kind of things. You you discover things that you didn't know were there as you know, as you get to know people around your community. And so you, we want to encourage youth leaders: listen, not only not only should you connect with other youth workers, but get to know your community better, get to know what's out there, and get the bigger picture. One of the stories that I love is right there in Colorado, Steve, in our. our there's a youth pastor named mm-hmm. Morgan Marshall, and and she she wanted to understand the scope of the community. You know what what is the what does the big picture look like here? And she called all of the schools around around the area and discovered there were fourteen thousand students. And and you know she presented that to the other youth leaders in the network. Hey, let's start praying for these fourteen thousand. You know and and I really you know I love that story because it's such a great challenge. I work with the youth leaders in New York City. There's a million teenagers in New York City, right? And and that's that's an, you know that's an extreme example, but whatever that number is for your city, your community, you should know what that number is. What you know, where I live, my the county that I live in, ten thousand is the number. There's ten thousand students in six school districts here. That is the mission field. Now there are. I know that I can't reach all those kids. No, no one church can reach all of them but we have FCA here. We have Young Life. We have a, a ministry called Teens for Christ. We have all these churches. We have, we have great resources in this area, in this community, but I wouldn't know that if I hadn't built relationships with other people and, and you know, gotten to know people. So we want to encourage you to connect on a wider scale because it will open your eyes to the, to the mission field that's out there
0: and resources that are out there to reach it. Exactly. And, and I'll just say as well, like we at National Network have some resources to be able to help you out as well. If that seems really overwhelming, like you're like, how do I even count how many students I have in my yeah. area? We've got some resources that we can help you. We'd love to be able to do that with you and teach you how to, to map your, your community, but, but also kind of in yeah. that process. Yeah, and I,
1: it's important. That's, that's really good you mentioned that, see, because you know, we have a tool where we can, we can tell you in a matter of three minutes how many students are in your city.
0: And so it's really easy to find that number out and it's good to know. Absolutely. So moving on to number four, reach higher. Yeah. And this is the one
1: that you would think this might come first, but the reason we put it in this order was, you know, as you, as you let your vision get bigger, as you let yourself see the bigger picture, what happens, I think what happens is it gets overwhelming and you realize God there's no way that I or any of us can do this on our own. We need you. The needs of your community should drive us to our knees, right? The needs of our community should drive us to our knees. As we, as we look at the number of students that are out there, as we look at the issues that they're facing, you know, drug use and, and, and family disintegration and just all, all the things that students are, are going through, all of those things should drive us to our knees. And we we should be praying hard and 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 recruiting others to pray hard for the students, the youth of of our communities, of our cities. Uh, you know, imagine a imagine, you know, every church having people dedicated to praying for the youth in your city, in in your in the schools in your community. I mean, that would be awesome. And and I I don't think we feel the need to pray as hard as we should until. We have this bigger vision until until our eyes are open to this this is this is way beyond what my church could do this is way beyond what i could do but it's not way beyond what god can do right it's mm-hmm. not beyond god's yeah. not there's no kid out there beyond god's reach uh and so you know as we as we as this thing as this progresses you know, i think it takes us to a place where we're just like god if you don't do something, it can't happen. And, and we and we we find ourselves in a place of dependence and reliance. And youth pastors are kind of entrepreneurial, right? We're, we're really good at relying on our own ingenuity, and 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 that comes in handy a lot of times. But it's not good when we rely on ourselves rather than relying on God.
0: Yeah, and I think, like you said earlier, I mean, sometimes we we do get you know to ourselves and everything, and focus on on our you know, on ministry and and that sort of thing, get too focused inwardly. But I think all on the other side of things, we get too focused on action within our group and trying to do stuff. But how often do we really sit down and just talk to God about it now, before we go and start putting plans on paper and before we start moving forward and everything? How much are we actually dedicating to our daily time or yeah. weekly time praying with other people? I think sometimes I know it feels like, oh man, I I would like to pray, but I got too much to do or man, like I don't want to waste time praying. And that's, that's a horrible thing for me to say out loud. But if I'm honest, that's actually what I'm thinking a lot of times, but I got to stop in order to pray and I don't want to stop. Yeah. I want to keep going. Yeah. 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 And yeah. What could we do if we actually just dedicated a chunk of our day, a chunk of our week, everything to just praying?
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So that brings us to that, number five.
1: All right. So that leads us to the last thing. But actually, for me, again, this is, this is like the, this, for me, this is like the fuel in the gas tank, right? This, this is the part that, that I'm like, okay, you know, I want to rev the engine right here. Going further, as I look around my youth ministry and I, and I see kids that, that know Jesus, I see kids that have a church family. I can't help but think of the, all the kids out there that do not have, a church family. And and, you know, have that that's one of the words that that kids who love church, kids who love youth group, youth ministry, you know, they they talk about it as a family, right? But think about all the kids that don't have that sense of family. They have nowhere to go where there's people that love them, people that care about them, people that that they know why life matters. And so, you know, for me, the the fuel in the engine in the gas tank is there are kids that need Jesus. And if we have a passion for Jesus, I mean Honestly, passion for Jesus is that that's that really that's the real rocky fuel right there. If we have passion for Jesus, you can't help but to be burdened. You can't help but to be passionate about other people having that same hope, that same desire, that same burden, or not the same burden, but the same experience of, of knowing there's a savior, of knowing there's a God who loves you. You, you walk around and you just, you, you see people out and about. And you know, the more passionate you are for Jesus, the more you see people as, as, those lost sheep, right? And and Jesus said, you know, a shepherd leaves the 99 to go find the one. And so, you know, I'm not saying every youth pastor, I'm not saying the youth pastors, hey, abandon your kids in, in your church and go find other lost kids. I'm saying every one of the kids in your church, they know lost kids. And if every one of them was equipped, if every one of them was, if you built this passion into them, if you, it, flame this fire in them, there are kids that they can reach that you and I will never reach. You, know, you, you, know, you and I, Steve, we, we could walk into a school and try to reach kids and have some success, but there are kids that, that the students in our ministries, that they are the best people to reach, right? Other students. And so, so we, we wanna encourage youth pastors, listen, one of the best things that you can do to help your students grow in their walk with Christ and to go deeper in their walk with Christ is for them to want to share Jesus with others it's it it will it will more than anything else it will help them to walk more cl- you you can't you can't tell people about Jesus without relying on the holy spirit you can't tell people about Jesus without understanding your identity in Christ you can't tell people about Jesus without understanding why we believe what we believe you can't tell people about Jesus without having a, a, a good sense of theology. Why do I believe in God? Who is God? What are we even talking about here? What is salvation? Right? What is what is holiness? There's there's all these things. Uh, you can't. You know, if, if you want to tell people about Jesus, you've got to know those things. And so, but telling people about Jesus makes all of those things feel urgent and relevant. Mm. And I I need to know these things.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's so good. And this may be a far stretch, I'm not sure, but connecting it with Cobra Kai, I mean, you see that even the different dojos have different purposes they're going after. Yeah. Whether it's just to build up their own name or the, whether it's to help themselves be a better person and be a better citizen. Yeah. You know, that's not necessarily discipleship and, and Jesus and everything, but but they have different purposes. And the ones that, that are really going after what is more important build up the name of Cobra Kai mm-hmm. versus, you know, actually be a better person, be balanced and all the different things that karate can bring to your life. And so I think there's a, there's an importance there of like, what is, what's that purpose? What's that, that thing? And yeah, hopefully your gospel advancing, like you say, is like you're bringing the gospel there. That's the purpose of why you're going out, why you're reaching more people is because Jesus needs to be known among your peers yeah. and, your, and the students in your community.
1: And as we give students opportunities, and I think we should do this, I think we should give them opportunities to share in, in our youth ministries, this is how Jesus changed my life, right? As, as our students are given opportunities to share how Jesus has changed their lives, how Jesus is using them to impact other people's lives, other students are drawn to that, right? Mm-hmm. Just, like, just like when Miguel you know, kicked the crap out of a kid in the mm-hmm. cafeteria, right? The next day. A ton of kids showed up. He's like, what? Wow, "I want yep. some of that. Whatever that was, I want that." Right? And and our kids, our students need that. They need to. We need to put them in a place where they where they can display God's work in their lives, where they can share God's work in their lives, and other students will be drawn to that. They'll be like, "Whatever that is, I want that."
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I had some fun earlier. I'm going to send you some photos. Well, I'll probably post this on our uh, Instagram as well had some fun with some AI image creators. I'll, I'll send you the photos because oh, nice. I can't figure out how to screen share right now. But I just put in like Cobra Kai Youth Ministry or Karate-based Youth Ministry and I came up with some really funny photos. Oh, cool. So I'll share them with you, but that's a, just a hint for our our listeners. That's why they need to go follow us on Instagram to, to see those photos that I came up with. There you go. Nice. <laughs> Travis, it's been awesome to have you on. One of the things that I want to ask you before we close out today is just, I know there's Student pastors, youth pastors, youth leaders out there who are listening, who are potentially not connected very well. Um, what kind of encouragement would you provide for them today?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, number one, we'd love to invite you to visit nnym.org. There's a map on there. You click on your state and you can find networks of youth pastors that, that are hopefully near you. And But if you can't find that, we you contact us. We'd love to help you find a network near you. We'd love to help you start a network near you, but honestly, the simplest thing is just to you know, hey, I want to call the youth pastor at the church down the street or the church across town. I want to call, let's I want to call that guy or that gal. Let's have breakfast. Let's let's get together. Let's have lunch, and let's talk ministry. And then you then you invite somebody else to join, and you invite somebody else. And I mean, it's really that simple. It's that simple to connect with people, but that's. That is something we love to help you do. That's that's literally our job is to connect you with other youth workers so that you can be the best youth worker that you can be. We we are each other's greatest resource, right? There's lots mm-hmm. of great youth ministry resources out there, but we are the greatest resource. Not, not you and
0: me, Steve, but fellow youth
1: leaders, yeah. right? <laughs> our, your fellow youth yep. leaders are your greatest resource. And so, yeah, we'd love to encourage you in that way.
0: Yeah, lean on them for sure. Yeah. And if people want to connect with you more, maybe ask you some more questions, follow up on what you're doing and all the different areas that you're benefiting the youth ministry world, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, sure. So just t deans at nnym.org, probably the best way. Or they can go to nine month mission That's my my website. But uh, yeah, those are good. And if or they can join my karate dojo. Just kidding. <laughs> no,
0: it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen yes. somehow.
1: <laughs> First ever youth ministry karate dojo. Someone needs to do that. Yes, I'm telling
0: you, these photos are great. You should definitely check out our Instagram. You'll see what that could look like if we had a karate youth ministry. I I can't wait to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Travis, it's been awesome to have you on. Uh, We get to chat on a regular basis, so it's it's always great to do that. But also great to have you back on the podcast. And thanks for all you're doing with the nine-month mission trip, with NYM, and school clubs, and gospel advancing, and all these other things that you're doing for the kingdom. May God bless your ministry.
1: Hey, thanks, Steve. You too. God bless you too, buddy.
0: Thanks so much for being here for this episode. I really hope this conversation with Travis has not only connected you with him, but also helped you grow as a youth leader. If so, please be sure to let us know. And also, if you know someone else who might enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. If you'd like to hear more from Travis and me, We were recently both guests on episode 61 of the Free Refills podcast from National Network of Youth Ministries. Speaking of which, if you'd like to support my ministry with the National Network of Youth Ministries, please follow the link in the show notes where you can sign up to be on my prayer partnership team and my financial partnership team. If you have any questions about what that means, please be sure to reach out. But thank you so much to all those who have partnered already. I really appreciate it. Before we go, I also want to thank G Shades for sponsoring this episode and so many more. Check out their website at gshades.org and use the promo code CONNECTION to save $20 off your order. And while you're over there, be sure to check out their blog and the brand new book from G Shades founder, Mike Haynes. Also, if you're gonna be at either of the Download Youth Ministry events in October or November, 2023, I will be there as well. So be sure to reach out and say hello. And if you haven't contributed to the 2024 Youth Pastor Compensation Survey yet, put on by Dan Navara, friend of the podcast, be sure to grab that link in our show notes as well. We'll be back in a couple weeks with our next episode. But until then, be sure to stay connected and may God bless your ministry.